1: brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So, why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to 7 times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from howstuffworks.com.
0: Okay. All right, Scott. Let's let's play it straight, because I think we're recording now. I just heard the button click. Play it straight? What do you mean? Well, you know, none of none of the usual hijinks we get up to oh, pre-recording. Got okay, got it. So let me take off this silly clean, hat. Clean up your language. And clean up my language. You yeah. know, I, I do love a curse. <laughs> a curse word. Um, well, welcome back to High Speed Stuff, right? <laughs> okay. and, yeah. and here we are. I'm me, Ben, and you're you, and you're Scott. That's right. As, As right. usual that sounded like there were three people. I'm sorry. I messed that up. Mm. Sounded good. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll, just yeah, go right. yeah. we'll just go with it. We'll just go with it. So today, uh, I was actually very excited because uh, for our listeners there, Scott showed me a video, and this is not unusual. Oftentimes, um, Scott, you'll you'll stumble across something, <laughs> and I'll, I'll get an email link with Something like, you should check this out.
1: Yeah, I do this all the time. I get real excited about the videos. The The, the recent crop of racing videos, I, I love oh, yeah. them. Yeah, they're awesome.
0: And and uh, to take up the cause with you, uh, I have always found those uh, incredibly fascinating. Some of them are a little bit scary. And uh, one of those in particular, uh, to, to be quite honest with you, um, what's the most eloquent way I can say this? It freaked me out. I don't want to be it in that freaked car. You, freaked you out, really? Yes, we are talking about Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. Oh yeah, what is that?
1: Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. All right, it's a it's a comp- It's it's actually the second oldest automobile race in the United States. I don't know if you knew that or not. And I think I'm I'm guessing here. Mm. I, I believe the Indianapolis 500 is the oldest. Uh, okay. uh, racing event in the United States, um, but this is the second oldest. It's been around since 1916, and I guess from really worldwide um, competitors have, have come to the mountain in July. And I don't know if it's always been a run in July or not. I would mm-hmm. assume it was just due to weather. Um, it's run in July right now, and they've come to the hill to find out who can get to the top the fastest. It's it's a timed event. It's not a you know there's not 10 or 12 cars on the on the course. Uh, together mm-hmm. at the same time, charge into the top it's it 's one car at a time, they stagger them they're different divisions. I think there are eleven different um, divisions this year, mm-hmm. and it gets a pretty good turnout really i mean you wouldn't expect a lot of people to to hike up a mountain or drive up a mountain and stand you know waiting for a one car to go by <laughs> and see it one term, but you know it's a lot like rally racing where you know you get to see just a small bit of the course uh, you choose where you want to be um, They said they had thirty five thousand people. Thirty-five thousand. They were expecting thirty-five thousand this year, and, and wow. you know, watching the video, most of them near, are near the bottom, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. But as you get near the top, the um you know the crowd thins out a bit, as does the air. So, sure. Um, it's interesting. Interesting race. It's really cool to watch. Um, it's an interesting idea. I think
0: it's I think it's really neat. We should talk about it a little more. <laughs> let's. <yeah>. see. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. funny. Um. So I guess if we can, let's touch on the on the basics here. We. We mentioned that it's it's uh, unique among a lot of races because mm-hmm. this sucker is almost all the way uphill, right? Yes. Yeah. You,
1: uh, do you want to know about the course? I got the stats yes. here. Okay, yes. the course. This is unbelievable when you when you really think about these numbers. It doesn't start at ground at, at uh, sea know, level. Yeah, at sea level, at, at zero altitude. It starts somewhere around. I think it's around nine thousand feet. Um, yeah, 9,390 feet is the beginning. I'm looking at the map right now. That's the beginning, yeah. The beginning, yeah. We, were both, we both have a copy of the map in front of us, so you can follow along with me here. But the course length is 12.42 miles, and get this, it has 156 turns. So you're, you're turning left or right, or left and right, uh, 156 times before you reach the summit. Because they do race to the very top, which is at an altitude of 14,110 feet. Fourteen thousand
0: one hundred and ten. One hundred and ten. That's crazy. I think that's that's uh, I, okay. I'm not going to ruin it, but I, I I see a couple of interesting plot twists coming up here. Uh, yeah. With that altitude, it's it's okay. You can ruin it if you want. Go ahead. What were you thinking? Um, I'm thinking. Well, as you as you said earlier, that obviously could impact people walking around, yes, right? Yes. Um, which is probably why uh, there's a lot of people who would prefer to see the car start than to see it finish. And uh, also, probably more importantly, uh, it, it, I bet it has some effects on the driver and the engine.
1: You are exactly right. Yeah, the um, the crowd uh, aspect of it, uh, there is, oddly enough, there's altitude sickness to deal with. Uh, not only that, but the driver would have to deal with this as well, because um, as they, you know, Mm-hmm. Approach the summit, air becomes thinner, and uh, the refl- apparently the driver's reflex is slow um, the, just their, uh, their their body slows down they've, re- they've got reduced muscle strength um, hmm. it's it, it's got to be extremely challenging because you have to be at the top of your game i mean at that point you're, you're in a race car uh, mm-hmm. on a mountain you know that uh, you know the, the one side is the mountain, the other side is a cliff so um, you, a lot of danger involved in this, and you mentioned the car as well. Yeah. Um, this is this was interesting to me. We know that altitude, you know, the, the air thins at altitude, right? Sure. Uh, as you gain altitude, this is kind of a progressive thing. So starting at the bottom, the car runs completely different than it does at the top uh, because it's being choked for air. Cars need a lot of air to to operate, of course. Mm-hmm. And race cars use even more air to operate. This is this is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. By the time they reach the top, it, it progressively reaches the point where. I think they said thirty percent of the car's um, energy or power is sapped by the loss of air. So by the time they get to the top, the car is running at thirty percent less power than it had at the bottom of the course. So the car is, you know, the the the, uh, the horsepower and the, the the power that the car is able to, you know, apply to the ground, which is the gravel at this point, by the way.
0: Wait, what? Gravel. The
1: yeah, not the whole thing. No, not the whole thing. They start out on, uh, you know on your map here <laughs> the, um, at the bottom you know the map shows where um, there's pavement and mm-hmm. gravel and if you notice it goes from pavement to gravel back to pavement and then back to gravel again so this mm. is a this is a ridiculously challenging course and um, you know drivers have to adjust for that not only they have to choose the right equipment mm-hmm. um, you know to be able to you know, the right tires and the you know, suspension setup etc to, to be able to handle both types of terrain but um, they just have to have the skill to be able to drive on both types of surfaces because we're talking about drifting we're talking about a lot of rally technique rally mm-hmm. driving techniques that um
0: we talked about those in the past yeah day, yeah we've yeah. hit on a lot of racing techniques there's
1: not really jumping going on in this because it is a it's a it's normally a public road uh normally tourists are able to drive to the top of um of pike's peak and um, oh here's an interesting thing I, I read i found this last night mm-hmm. if you or i were just to to go to the top of pike's peak Guess how long it would take us to get there. Now, this isn't the same exact 12 miles. We're talking a total distance from starting at, at, you know, the bottom of the mountain. They start somewhere around 9,000 feet. Okay. So So it's a longer distance. It's about 38
0: miles. 38 miles. Round trip. Round trip. Round trip. Okay. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Wow, guess. Okay. I'm thinking. I'm doing the math. 19 miles, right? Um. 40 minutes 40 no way <laughs> no,
1: you would be flying up that mountain in 40 minutes <laughs> there, that'd be 60 miles an hour up there uh, that would be averaging 60 miles an hour almost up and down the mountain so that'd be ridiculous that'd be like race speed right
0: well I live dangerously close race, to so I know you do no. you're just kidding you probably probably you
1: more than it would one. take it would take two hours two hours two hours and a half a tank of fuel is what they say that it would take to get just an average vehicle, up and back down the mountain. That's 38 miles round trip. Holy crap. Now, they cover 12.42 miles in, get this, <laughs> the the barrier, the the magical number right now uh-huh. is 10 minutes. Really? 10 minutes. And there are turns on this mountain. I saw them in the video. Uh-huh. There are turns that, uh, you know, say slow down, 10-mile-per-hour turn. So um, you can imagine the the you know the uh, the steepness of this ro- this course i think they said there's up to a 10% grade at some points um, the average is i believe 7% grade that's the average so it gets pretty intense uh, this is up and down um, they don't race down but there are parts of the course where it's a downhill run oh yeah i uh, just yeah. you know the terrain and oh, kind of lost my train of thought no, though. no, no, I, you know yeah. 60 miles 60 miles per hour yeah. would be what we'd have to drive all the way to the top and back down and there's just no way you could do it i mean you you can understand the you know, the problem there so these guys are going way faster than that. More than 60, of course. You'll you'll see if you watch these videos. Right, Covering 12 and a half miles in 10 minutes. And that's not everybody. That's one particular
0: uh, division. So, okay. I, you know, I have some questions that I plan to ask, mm-hmm. but I want to stop uh, quickly. No, you know what? You know what? We'll we'll get to it in a second. I guess for our listeners who haven't heard of this race yet, um, what would you say are some of the the main differences, just to sum up, it sounds like we've touched on a lot of the main differences mm-hmm. uh, between Pikes Peak Hill Climb and you know NASCAR or some other routes. Okay, race. well,
1: well, first I guess is the classes. I mean, we've talked about the course and the mm-hmm. distance and you know how it, they call it the race to the clouds. That's that's how um, strange or odd this course is. That you know you're, you're headed up in one direction. It's mm-hmm. a hill climb competition, which isn't unusual, but this is a really big one. Um, Again, you know, twelve and a half miles, a time course, one hundred and fifty-six turns, mm-hmm. all this, you know, this altitude to deal with, uh, you know, the thinning of air, the 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 slowing of reflexes, et cetera. Um, the other thing is that you know there are eleven classes that run in this on this course, and it's everything from cars to um, super stock, what they call super stock cars, uh, which are, I believe, modified cars. Um, uh, pro truck, which is you know trucks, of course. Really, there are big rig type race, racing vehicles that go up this. Believe it or not, these these mammoth big actual big rigs. They're racing big rigs, but um, to me, the, those are pretty exciting to watch as well. Yeah, because these yeah. guys, and they're not kidding around either. I mean, they're they're hanging the uh, the rear end around the turns too. Um, I, I should I mess it up. Hanging the rear end out around the turns as well. You know, they're <laughs> they're sliding. They're uh, they're they're drifting really around the turns these big rigs they're like so, that
0: guy in can it drift yeah oh, what's yeah. the name of that youtube <laughs> yeah, series yeah. Um, will it drift I will think. it, drift? it yeah. yeah
1: yeah so these guys are unbelievable i mean fearless and they run everything all the way down to i think it's 250 cc motorcycles and they have quad runners they have um of course motorcycles mm-hmm. um Cars, trucks, open-wheel racers, um, this Unlimited series, which is where you get the 10-minute mark. Oh, okay. And I'll tell you about that in a minute, Yeah, we'll get to that. But um, just interesting. I mean, it's really,
0: really, the diversity is unbelievable. It's staggering when you think about – I I just – you know what? I cannot help but think of how terrified I would be to take a genuine big rig – around some of those turns. Especially <laughs> that one um was it the the one they call the bottomless pit? Bottomless pit. Yeah, there's a turn called the bottomless pit that everybody uh everybody knows
1: about and they give it a little extra care uh when they when they run that turn, but um it's well it's not truly bottomless of course, but I've seen conflicting reports here and I, I've got a bunch of stuff, but the best I can I can determine from what I've seen is that it's about a 1000 foot drop. Jeez. And thankfully so far no racer has ever gone off of the, the edge of the bottomless pit because um i would have to say that wouldn't be a good situation no no but i mean <laughs> you'll see in this video if you watch it the, the one that i'm talking about and it's uh you know i'll, I'll come up with a name hang on it's called um it's reese millen um mm-hmm. who who you know you can catch this video on on mm-hmm. youtube reese millen it's spelled r-h-y-s and then millen is m-i-l-l-e-n and um the one that we're talking about is where Reese Millen... It says, says Reese Millen smashes the Pikes Peak record. Mm-hmm. And that's the 12-minute video, and that shows the entire run. And if you watch that video, you'll see that along the way there are hay bales stacked up on the side. Yeah. And that always kind of cracks me up because a hay bale is not going to stop a race car from going over the edge. But it is a good visual indicator of where sure. where that turn is because when you get to a certain point, you know there's no trees, you're above the tree line. And um, it just kind of becomes this one big wide open landscape that looks very similar in all Mm -hmm. directions it's kind of tough to tell where the road is and where you know you're you're off the road in in kind of a ditch and then you're in a a really precarious position so um you know it's nice that they put these hay bales up Mm -hmm. to mark these these big turns so that uh, these guys don't you know shoot off the cliff i guess
0: we we mentioned a little bit about uh the the strategy of choosing the correct equipment and vehicle Mm. um are there some things that these racing vehicles have in common, th- or that are specialized for this race? Well,
1: they all have to be adjusted for this altitude, which okay. is uh, is kind of unique. So the air fuel mixture is completely unique, and they and teams will spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and and maybe all year preparing for their run. Hmm. So um, it's it really is these are specially prepared cars that are made only for Pikes Peak. In a lot of cases, not every case, but in most cases they prepare a vehicle for this run hmm. uh, because okay. it's such a unique race it has such um, it, it's just really demanding and they have to know what what to expect at every different altitude every different uh, type of pavement you know all these different turns it's not like uh, you can set it up for like an oval course where the the, you know, the mm-hmm. atmosphere stays the same at all times and are mostly yep. the same. And you could pull into a pit if something yeah, happens. Yeah exactly yeah. you can't really do that if you're if you have trouble when you're on the mountain and your car is you know giving you giving you issues you're done you stop and mm-hmm. that's it or or you continue on with a broken car and you know you do terrible in your class or whatever but um you know that's unfortunate but that's what happens and you know that's what you do when you're 12 miles
0: away from the nearest person that can help mm-hmm. you to, so the the racing strategy definitely changes due chiefly to the altitude
1: yeah this is a this is completely unique this is a uh, this is there's nothing else like it
0: so there are, now, I want to be very careful I say this, because, of course, uh, neither of us are professional racers or precision drivers, No. but mm-hmm. this race sounds sufficiently different, um, maybe to the point where people who are pros at, say, Indianapolis or um, you know, Formula One would have a difficult time.
1: Perhaps, but I think that um, you'll see a lot of crossover in that. I don't, I don't know for sure that anyone who's competed in either mm-hmm. one of those courses of or either one of those series, rather, have have competed in this. I, I couldn't say for sure because mm-hmm. you'll often find that when a racer is is skilled in his his or her series, mm-hmm. um, that he or she moves on to another series just to give it a try. You know, just to to attempt it. I mean, there have been crossovers from. Uh, you know formula 1 to nascar and kart to indycar and indycar mm-hmm. to formula 1 and you know back and forth those are the ones that we hear about but you know that you know some of these guys are you know enjoying getting behind the wheel of an off-road car as well and doing some you know some rally racing or you know something that we don't necessarily hear about all the time but if you were to follow their you know maybe go on their website and follow mm-hmm. them you would you would see that, yeah. You know, there's a lot of crossover that they try to, you know, do
0: these different events just to stay sharp, I guess. And that's, you know, and that'd be very valuable as a professional racer to pick up as many different racing skill sets as possible. Yeah, right?
1: and not only that, you, you know, you'd have this uh, this round, more rounded skill. Um, it may help you in the other series in some mm-hmm. way. You may be able to handle a situation better. But also, uh, maybe you could choose a series that races in the off season. So that, you know, you wouldn't have an off-season. You would have, you know, this series and then this series. Mm -hmm. Like you might do uh, winter rally racing Mm -hmm. uh, and then also do, you
0: know, open wheel racing in the summertime. That's, you know what, that's a good strategy. And while we're on the subject of the drivers themselves, um, maybe we could talk a little bit about, let's say, Scott, let's say you and I are so fascinated by this that we decide, you know, Forget Atlanta. We're going right now mm-hmm. to Pikes Peak, sure. and we are going to do our best to get involved somehow. Hmm. What will we do?
1: Well, I guess you could contact uh, the well, probably the uh, the commission that that you know sponsors mm-hmm. the race there. Um, I don't know the sanctioning body that yeah. runs the event. There's a there's a website. Uh, it's called Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. It's PPIHC, and you can find it online and i'm sure that you know somewhere on that site there's a place where you can find an area that you can volunteer or you know at least contact somebody and ask about participating in next year's event if you want to be someone who watches at the top of the mountain you know with a flag person or whatever i'm not sure all the different positions they have they have a a lot of spots i would think on a 12 and a half mile course Mm -hmm. um so yeah i would say definitely check out uh again PPIHC online and uh you know ask them about what you can do
0: and if, they, if you'd like to drive in the race or if you'd like to uh, enter into one of these divisions, uh, you'll need to do a qualifying race first, right? That,
1: that's right. There's qualifying a couple of days ahead of time before the event and then on the weekend. Um, again, this one's already been run this year. It, mm-hmm. was, it was run on July 19th, I think it was the Sunday um, that it actually ran this year. Um, so it happens in July. You have to you have to be prepared way ahead of that. Don't think that you can you know come in in June and be ready to run uh, <laughs> right. run there. I mean, it takes a lot more than that. So contact them early. You know, make sure that you know you know the rules and know what's required.
0: And uh, yeah, I'd say go for it if you can. This, you know what I. I went away from it. Um, the final question we used to ask a lot, but I have to go back it for this one. <laughs> but um, you know, and and don't let me step over. Is is there anything else that we should, we one, should let people one, know? One, one more quick yeah. thing.
1: Yes, quick thing, and I'll, I'll I'll try to keep it brief. But we mentioned that the uh, the record up Pikes Peak is right now around ten minutes. right? Ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. Ten. It's actually ten minutes. Hang on, I'm I'm searching my notes, scouring my notes. Ten minutes in a ten uh, minutes one, one second. second, and uh, you know, just like hang on here it is the The current record for the unlimited division is 10 minutes 1.408 seconds which was set by and i'm going to mess up this name <laughs> nobuhiro tajima uh no who message. is the the current record holder in his suzuki xl7 hill climb special now that record was set in 2007 mm-hmm. and this year there was an attempt at that record that was uh that was made that didn't didn't uh quite make it in fact um, Noble Hero again won this year's competition uh, in the unlimited division, but he didn't break his own record. Mm. Um, the previous record was held for 13 years. That's how difficult this record is to break. Jeez. And the previous record was somewhere around, I think it was like 10 minutes, and uh, I thought it was around 15 seconds. I, I've got that wrong, but it's somewhere around there. It's it's he, he broke it by about you know 12 or 13 seconds, something like that. Um, so. That record was held by another Millen, as a matter of fact. That was held by um, by Rod Millen.
0: Huh. So
1: you know that that thirteen year record stood for you know that's, that's a long time for right. it to stand. And then, um, two just two years later, for the, you know someone to say I've got a chance at breaking this record, that's pretty unbelievable. And it was a um, an ex British Rallycross champion. His name was Mark Renison, and he had and this is this will give you an idea of the cars in this Unlimited series. Mm-hmm. He had a Ford Focus. Um, what was it? A Ford Focus RS two hundred. Which is especially, you know, especially built vehicle for Pikes Peak. This is the only race that this car competes in, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be modified from this point, you know, to race in something else. But the car Ben had 1,150 horsepower, so it's this unbelievably powerful car that's just shooting up the mountain it's it's i mean to make it up you yeah. know, 12 and a half miles on these turns where you're normally going 10 miles per hour mm-hmm. it's doing 12 and a half miles in 10 minutes that's unbelievably fast
0: it's yeah i'm still trying to do
1: some of the math well on that. i mean that record run that we saw mm-hmm. was uh, i think it was a 12 minute run mm-hmm. by reese millen and that was in a, in a series it's a two-wheel drive series called uh, time attack the unlimited series is four-wheel drive okay Uh, so that was a four-wheel drive ford with 1150 horsepower reese millen's car this year was a a genesis coupe a hyundai genesis coupe and he made it in i believe it's 12 minutes and nine seconds i think that's crazy and 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 that was a world record as well he beat he had the world record for the record for his class and a world record for that well i guess that would be it a world record for Mm -hmm. for that series time attack
0: and it's so nuts if you see the the way, just the, the way he was driving in that video, yeah. this guy is drifting left and right. Yes. And they've got the, the small inset screen where you can see how he's handling the wheel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's got, it seems like it's a pretty big handful, doesn't it, to, uh, yeah. to make it up the hill?
0: And his hands looked very calm. Yeah. He, you know, <laughs> I, I'm
1: sure he, yeah, he has, he's he's calm about it. He's uh, professional. He's, he's uh, steely, I guess, against the mountain because mm-hmm. he, that's a little
0: dramatic, wasn't it? I don't know, man. The (laughs) video itself, it's a dramatic race. I think Steely is okay.
1: It is. It was such a cool video because, I mean, they're able to put cameras everywhere now on these Mm -hmm. cars. And you get get these unbelievable views. You get views of what his feet are doing, what his hands are doing, Mm -hmm. you know, when he's shifting. You know, view from the the center of the front bumper down low, which is really cool. That's the one I like. That's the main view. Mm -hmm. And then you've got, apparently, there were a couple of cameras facing outside from high above because in a few of those shots it switched a few times yeah. during during the yeah. race. I don't know if you noticed, but um that higher angle you're able to see over the edge of the cliff at times. So there, there are points where he's, you know, sliding sideways facing the the edge of the cliff and you can look down into the edge and see that, you know, it's several hundred feet down. That's terrifying. And he's on gravel, of course.
0: Now okay. All right. I have to I right. have to call shenanigans on you here because sure. you're saying that's terrifying. I'm saying that's terrifying but I think I'm the one who believes it because here's the, the last yeah, question I have. I know where you're going. Would you do this? Definitely. See, yeah, really? No doubt about
1: it. I, I love, you know what? There's something about driving uphill fast that I really enjoy. I, I love it. I, we live in Georgia, right? Right. A lot of, lot of uh, not, not anything like this, I'll, I'll admit, mm-hmm. but there's something about driving uphill fast. I just, I, I love it. I don't know, you feel, I don't know if it's more control or mm-hmm. what. I it's just a good feeling i really enjoy it i, I think that i would like something like this now that there, there's a lot of danger involved in this and there's gravel and mm-hmm. you know, it's different but um i've had an all-wheel drive car on gravel before and i i kind of know that feeling
0: i also know that i enjoy driving uphill fast which is an odd thing i know but i know that i like to do this that's you know what scott honestly that's amazing and even though i Think it is it is a crazy race, mm-hmm. um, and I, I respect the the drivers involved. Um, I also think they have nerves of steel. If you decide to drive to race to the clouds, there, I, I'll ride shotgun with you. Oh, you would? Yeah, but don't make me do anything because <laughs> I'll be worthless. You know what? If
1: you were a true, like a, a real. In a, in a real rally situation mm-hmm. oftentimes a person riding a shotgun has to look down at a map the entire time and call out directions i don't think they have to do that in this i don't even know if you can have a rider i in, could totally do speed.
0: that if i don't have to look out the window oh, could you? at the cliff yeah i could totally that would give me a go headache. left <laughs> i would have a headache no yeah. that's
1: that's what a rally racer does we'll talk about that maybe yeah. someday soon we'll have to mm-hmm. because um a you know, co-pilot in a rally race says uh you know left turn in a quarter mile like or a, like a spotter for a sniper exactly it's it's just constant directions given to the driver because they're going so fast through whatever mm-hmm. terrain. They can't. It's almost as if they they have to be prepared. Well, they do have to be prepared for the next whatever it is. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Anyways, we got way off track. Oh there. yeah, yeah. I'm but, sorry. Uh, so it's... you you wouldn't drive yourself then? No, I mean I would do it if I had to. Sur- do it to survive. But for fun, <laughs> no. Race or die. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. If I was in. If I was, If I had the choice of race or die. Um, <laughs> I you know I would probably race, but first I would ask just so I know if I was getting into you know. You'd say seriously? I yeah. haven't. really? Yeah, yeah, I would. Okay. Yeah, but um, to I guess that wraps it up for us today. Oh sure, yeah.
1: Bled it on about this long. Oh long no, this is yeah. awesome. I'm, it's it's a great race though. It's it's really yeah. really cool. To check out the videos mm-hmm. online, Reese Millen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I can't say enough about the videos. They're really
0: cool. Oh, and uh, for our listeners, uh, we hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as we have uh pike's peak hill climb is a fascinating event every year um if you would like to learn more about it please do check out uh scott's blog which you can find on the home page and uh if you have any ideas for an upcoming topic or suggestions for a future subject please send us an email at high at howstuffworks.com
1: for more on this and thousands of other topics visit howstuffworks.com let us know what you think send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com.
0: And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage.
1: It can be hard to see the challenges
0: that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare.
1: Download it wherever you get your podcasts. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified?